thank you so much once again for tuning into the Red Pill Cartel. So, I had to take a little breath there because my mind is still reeling from what just happened. The discussion I had with my highly esteemed guest tonight, Mr. Ishmael Perez, who is and claims to be an ambassador for the Galactic Federation. It's up for you to decide if he's the real deal or not. I think he is, especially after this, the discussion that I had with him, because I was a little bit skeptical, <clears throat> but I have been watching his work for a while. I haven't read his books, but I've been watching his uh, posts on Instagram, and it just resonated with me with, uh, resonated with me so much. And I'm super thankful that he reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to interview him. I'm like, yeah, dude, let's go. So, without further ado, kick back, relax, smoke a dupe, drink a beer, do what you gotta do, and enjoy this mind-blowing episode with Mr. Ishmael Perez. Thank you. Welcome back to another episode of the Red Pill Cartel. I am your host, David Wavy, of course. And tonight, I introduce to you Mr. Ismail Perez. How are you doing, sir? I am great. Thank you for having me here. Dude, it's it's an honor because I've been like watching you for so long now. And I, I think I reached out to you one time like, quite a while back when I first started. And uh, it just never happened. But like you just sent me a message like, hey, want to interview me? I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah so, thank you for yeah. Oh, you're, you're welcome. Yeah, I was just following my intuition. That's cool, man. That's so cool. Um, so tell my audience a little bit about who you are, what you do, and uh, then I'll start grilling you with questions that my audience asked. <laughs> for sure. So I'm Ishmael Perez, the author of Our Cosmic Origin, a book that I recently published about seven months ago that not only reveals the true history of the Earth, but it also reveals the history of the galaxy, the ancient galactic wars, and how real Star Wars took place in the history of our Milky Way. Um, I also integrate and synthesize science and spirituality in terms where I, resur I resurrect a lot of the suppressed ancient metaphysical knowledge, and I put it in perspective with today's uh, uh, evidences that is coming from the field of quantum physics research or quantum mechanics, and I explain uh, multiple dimensions, uh, multiple worlds, and how our origin really began in the higher spheres, higher spheres of reality. But anyways, the whole point of writing this book is to uh, trigger an awakening, to uh, bring memories back to the star seeds, um, as well as to initiate you know, as many people as possible into higher levels of consciousness by understanding the bigger cosmic picture. So... My, my, I consider myself to be like a cosmic ambassador to the Earth, you know, working for an intergalactic alliance uh, known as the Guardian Alliance. And just like many of the other starseeds who are here, I'm just one of a few that actually has remembered the plan, remembered my mission. And so my work is to uh, bring about the information that people need uh, in order to prepare for, you know, what's coming. And uh, that's, that's it. That's wild, man. Um, Thank you. So when did you first start realizing, like, who you were, who you really truly were, and what triggered it, kind of thing. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, I was probably in my early twenties when I started um, having glimpses of my higher self, and I started really understanding who I was and why I was here. And that's kind of made sense because I never, I never fit in. 
you know, I, I always felt alien to this world. And then that's when I realized that I wasn't from this world. And You know, I feel very, very much the same. I've always went one way where when everybody was going one way, I was going the other way. You know what Makes I'm saying? It's, exactly. it's like, like, I just couldn't understand people. Like I could understand them on like an emotional level, but I couldn't understand like why everybody was following the herd all the time. Right. Same here. And that's one of the uh, characteristics of a star seed is, is the fact that we, from the beginning, we rebel, we question things. We, you know, don't fit in, you know, we, we uh, become nonconformist to the system. And as uh, our Pleiadian sister, um, Barbara Hancloud put it, you know, we are uh, system busters. <laughs> so that's why we're here, yeah. we're here to, to crash the matrix. <laughs> it's crazy when you come to that realization though, it's like, like when you're, when you're a kid and you're doing things your own way, and then you don't, you, you see the system for what it is. And then you, you rebel against it. It's like, dude, this is all bullshit. Why, why am I doing this? You know what I mean? And it's like, you start realizing more and more that like, you're not from here. <laughs> and it, like the, the way that this world is operating just does not make any sense at all. And I think I learned that from a very early age and I didn't realize like about the great awakening until later on. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is what makes sense to destroy the system, you know? Absolutely. And that's why we're here and we're doing it. You know, our mere existence here on this earth, you know, is, is shifting the paradigm. It's causing the collapse of the old, old reality structure and initiating a new one, which is what we all are calling uh, fifth dimensional reality. Right. So one of the questions um, one of my guests had was um, how and by whose authority are you a cosmic ambassador? But I consider myself a Melchizedek by the authority of, of the highest order of uh, councils that exist, you know, in the highest regions of, of our existence. Um, in my book, I, I talk about these levels of councils, of spiritual councils, and how every realm is, 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 uh, has a council all the way from, you know, universes to galaxies, to constellation bodies, to uh, system councils. Uh, and then also each planet has a council. So I've, I've been commissioned by the High Council of, uh, of Melchizedek, which is also known as the, the Order of the Ancient of Days or the Emerald Order, whatever you want to call it. Um, it, is, it is the brotherhood and cosmic sisterhood of, of, the, of the angelics, of the seraphim, of, of, uh, you know, of, of the um, light beings that are in service to, to the one infinite creator, which is service to others. So I'm hereby commissioned by the Council of, of Melchizedek. That's an, that's so wild, man. Like, where did you obtain this knowledge from? From my higher self through a lot of meditation, going inward, and then uh, being confirmed and validated through manuscripts that were given to me because uh, as a Melchizedek, only certain manuscripts were entrusted to me by um, um, ascended masters who are working, you know, from behind the scenes, um, they, they call themselves the Great White Brotherhood. I don't know if you've ever heard of the, you know, Shambhala, Gartha, and, and the ascended beings that uh, work with, with the masters of the East and the masters of the West or the mystics. And so, you know, that's when I knew that, like, I, I had to bring forth this information to the masses eventually. So I was entrusted with, you know, a couple of manuscripts uh, that were, like, very rare that revealed, like, the, you know, the 12 major universes and all that, who, who held the rings of power, the adepts of the cosmic rays, 
And um, um, a lot of that stuff is actually in my book, you know, and it's, it's so I feel honored, you know, I feel like, uh, like, like, um, like it's part of my destiny to bring forth this, this uh, higher level of knowledge to humanity. I also feel the same way in a sense where, um, you know, during the whole, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the whole uh, convid uh, thing, um, I felt really burdened to, uh, like we were discussing before we recorded, uh, really burdened to get what I know already uh, throughout the years and bring it, bring it out. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. In the best way that I can. You know, I'm very limited with the technology that I have. I, I'm kind of low tech, but uh, I'm just doing my part, so to speak. <clears throat> and you're doing your part, and you, you just seem like you're on like a like a like much higher level than other people. But I mean, that's okay because everybody from the top down are doing their part if they're awake, right? So that's how I see it. Exactly. Yes, everybody has a piece of the puzzle. <sighs> Exactly. So I got to get into some other questions here. Mm -hmm. uh, how does the past affect the future or the present? Uh, you know well, what I'm saying? Like, like, like I had, a, I have another question that was like, have you, are you, do you have the ability to kind of time travel like through meditation or other means? Yes. It's, it's an ability we all have once we tap into our, you know, God-given powers or, or that is part of our divine birthright. And even within the private sector, you know, with uh, within the military industrial complex, the CIA has been training people to to uh, time travel using their consciousness. It's it's a it's a form of remote viewing into the past or into the future to see probable outcomes. So it's an ability we all have. And so um, the, the one of the ways that the the, it's actually it's all being affected by the now, um, and this is actually validated by a, a uh, quantum uh, experiment known as a quantum eraser or qu yeah quantum eraser. And what that says is that um, the past and the future are all happening all at the same time. There is no past or future. It's like an eternal now, but from a higher dimension. But from a lower linear perspective, it seems like it's it's linear. It seems like it's it's in frames, kind of like a movie, you know. But in actuality, it's all happening at the same time. So in, in respect, um, in, or I'm sorry, by virtue of that, we could say that you know we're actually constantly affecting both the future and the past um, with what we do with the now, because the now is it's what creates all probable um, futures and past and all probable timelines. And in other words, we are the focal point. So by understanding that, you know, we have an effect on both the past and the future. So it's not just the past affecting the present and the future. It's also the future affecting the past and the present and, the, and, and vice versa. It's we're affecting it every single moment in time. I feel that way a lot. And especially when you learn that like time is like a man-made construct and it's, it it's, yeah, and it's it's one of the tr many traps that they use to imprison us, correct? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So, do you think that AI is dangerous? It, it is. It is the biggest threat to the living cosmos. Uh, every, right. Yeah, every galaxy, every universe has had issues with AI. Uh, it, never, it never does good things. You know, it always... Because it's emotionless. So when you're emotionless, you have no connection to source. And when you have no connection to source, you just become pure raw intelligence. 
you become, you know, you don't, you don't have, without the love, without the compassion, without the emotion, you just become, you know, like a, a service to self, you know, uh, with on steroids. <laughs> so that's right. why AI always goes wrong because it, in the end, it, it just wants to destroy all of life. But at the same time, you know, it's not only trying to destroy life, it's trying to um, harness its energy. So, which uh, is totally dark. Exactly, exactly. And, and there is a link and, and a direct correlation between AI and Archon, Archon consciousness or Archon energy. You know, the Archons, the inorganic ones, were not able to embody. So through the, you know, dark um, ne negative regressives like the reptilians, they were able to create AI in order for the Archon energy to to uh, permeate it and, and use it as a vehicle in the physical realms. So AI is not uh, particularly man-made then, right? No, no. The, the original AI is an alien AI that came from another universe. And that's the AI that's been plaguing the cosmos. That's, it's nothing new. It's nothing new. Even though even though we're, we're developing AI here at a very rapid pace, but that's just because that AI has sent its minions over to the earth in order to influence the scientists to develop the Borg and, you know, the, you know, the Skynet and all that stuff. And the hive mind. That. The hive mind, yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and, and that ties into, you know, the, the pandemic. And, um, you know, their, uh, um, what is it, you know, the JAP program, <laughs> which is, yeah. which, which is part of the transhumanist uh, overall agenda. Yeah, and um, like all these questions that I'm getting from, from my audience, like everything ties in with what you're saying. Like, um, like, does the jab uh, with the mRNA technology connect us to the AI? That's yes. that's probably what is happening, right? Exactly. They're they're trying to convert us into machines without our will, without our and, decision, and turn us into products. Essentially, Product. well, yeah, genetically modified humans. Yeah, mm -hmm. which is why they've been feeding us GMOs for a long time. Exactly. Yeah. Now it's just now the program has gotten intense and it's severe now. And this other question is, um, is the black goo the dark fleet? No, the black goo um, is also an inorganic entity that has a lot to do with uh, um, artificial intelligence. It is um, nanobots, you know, they're smart dust. And um, that is associated with Morgellons disease. You know, they, when they come out as fibers in people's skins, they look like, like little spiders coming out of their skin. Yeah, um, they, they, it's because it's sentient. It starts to grow. It's it's inorganic and it's and it's it's driven and controlled by consciousness thought forms that are being projected by a central control program known as AI. So the AI controls all the nanobots that are being put in people's body. The nanobots are following the directions like programmable matter. It's forming into something because something is intelligently directing it and influencing it to become. Do you, that. Do you think that? Um... This is my own. This is Davy speaking here. Um, do you think that um, there's going to be some kind of? Uh, are they trying to terraform our planet so that they can inhabit it? Well, that's one of the many ways in which AI or uh, AIs take over worlds. Yes, they do them by within by by giving them a virus and then they give them the you know the medicine, which is the modification of their genetics through the vaccinations, and then within. I think it's a process of three to five years. You know, that's how they slowly convert a species into a mechanical species uh, eventually. And then that's how they take over worlds. Eventually they become Borg's, yes. 
So this is something yeah. that, that they've been doing in many galaxies and in many universes. You know, that's one of the many and, ways that they conquer. Right. And you, you say, you said um, in one of your latest videos that uh, the positive timeline has already been established. Absolutely. Yes. Because of the right? fact that, that what happens here in these days in the next five to 10 years, uh, the outcome will have a direct effect on everything, every probable timeline, the future, the past, everywhere throughout the cosmos will be affected with what happens on the earth in these days. How as we, how, how do we as uh, light bearers um, accelerate this change, this process to speed it up so that, you know, everything's conquered, so to speak. You have to start using your imagination and your emotions to start feeling what it's like to be living in a fifth dimensional reality with your full, uh, with your full abilities intact, your full genetic material uh, being, or, 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 or being, uh, you know, um, functioning at your highest potential. You have to start visualizing that. You have to start feeling what it's like to be your optimal self. And um, that's, that's one of the ways that I, I recommend people do that because, um, you know, the more you use your imagination, the more you uh, tap into the, uh, the um, natural energy of the planet, the more you're going to become activated into a multidimensional person or being. And this is a process, but do you think there's like a, like one point of um, one point in our linear timeline where everything, everybody's going to be activated at the same time, like boom, or is it a process like one by one? Like, um, it's both. It's a like, process, but at the same time, it's going to hit critical mass where everybody, where a certain amount of people, a certain percentage that activates will activate the rest of the planet. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like us, we're turning, we're trying to turn on the light switch for everybody else. Exactly. Exactly. So it's going to begin with just a few individuals and those few individuals are going to like a domino effect. It's just going to like create a wave of reaction and um, next, you know, you know, we're going to have like humans with like superpowers, flying humans, teleporting, tell you know, they're doing these freaking amazing superhero feats. <laughs> yeah. I've always, I've always felt that way as a kid, you know what I'm saying? Like I've always felt like there's something greater inside of me. There's that fire inside of me and this world is like the the opposer uh which most people call satan is the one that's constantly trying to uh uh throw water on that fire absolutely yeah they're trying to uh, turn uh, put out our light yeah put out our light and and it's uh something that's being done by many extraterrestrial races that are a part of the you know ai um collective they're working for the ai god in an effort to try to block us from activating because they know that we are the hope of the universe you know many universes came together to contribute their genetics to make a super race and that's what we became that's what we are so the starseeds are like the you know the forerunners of that the pioneers of this new race once uh, the activation takes place that's so wild they have like going back to the black goo again um in my own thoughts um it, they show that shit everywhere, like in the entertainment, like that that, that movie Venom, mm -hmm. right? Where like it's like they call it the symbiote, and the symbiote comes from outer space and it attaches to uh, this guy and he gets superpowers. But like I always said to people, <laughs> if you're following the Christ and you have the values of Christ. 
that is what's going to make you a superhero. Exactly. Because Satan is constantly trying to uh, technologically weaponize us so that we fight against Christ when he comes back. Is that is that a correct way of thinking? Yeah, that's true. And, and, and uh, every prophecy predicted that, predicted that in the end we're, there would be millions of Christ-like individuals that are going to be even doing greater things than the Christ. And I had a... Yeah, I had an extremely vivid dream about uh, 12 years ago. And I, I believe I've said it on my show before where um, like, I felt like I was right there in the moment. And I was on the top of a hill with, uh, I was wearing white robe, like white robes. And there's like four, four or five other people wearing white, white robes. And uh, we, there's like a video game arcade down the hill and we, we all went down the hill into this arcade and there was like a bunch of like really scummy looking individuals, like evil people. And us white robed figures just opened our mouths and like this gold light came out and we, it made a sound like, like really deep. And it just like vanquished these people. Wow. That could be a prophetic dream of uh, what's going to happen after we activate our superhuman abilities. That's exactly <laughs> what I kept thinking to this day, yeah, dude. That's awesome. So wild, man. And this was like, <clears throat> this was me doing like a deep dive into the Bible and, uh, you know, trying my best to completely abstain from any kind of sinful nature. Um, you know, like masturbation, what have you, uh, drinking, everything. Mm-hmm. And and that's when this dream happened. And when I woke up from that dream, I felt like it just happened, and I felt this huge state of euphoria, hmm. unbelievable. And I went downstairs, and I I was living with my parents at the time, and I said, "Oh, I love you guys." You know, it's just like I felt like I was on a like a drug high, but it was natural. You know, you must have activated the Christ mind, the Christ consciousness. I think so. You know, some people would call it a manic state, mm-hmm. but you know, I'll take that manic period any day. <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. And that's the thing. Like when people become manic, psychologists are uh, they will, they will say, "Oh, you're a manic." It's like, dude, I was on a natural high. What are you talking about? You know. So I think they try to suppress that by calling it a manic period. You know. Yeah, they're always trying to uh, degrade or to um, corrupt anything that is good. Of course, yeah. Okay, so I think we've covered most of the... Uh, oh, okay, how about, how about this one? Um, how do we know that they covet our DNA? Because many extraterrestrials, one of the main reasons why, why they established contact with, within our secret government was to establish some sort of a treaty that would allow them to extract our DNA for experimental biological purposes. And so one of the reasons, uh, or one of the many reasons why many humans have been abducted in the the last 60 or 70 years is because of the fact that our DNA is being sold in the intergalactic black market as the highest concentration of uh, the Jedi, Jedi power, the God gene, because we carry the God gene, in other words. So they're trying to sell it to other species so that they could just have a little bit of our power. But that isn't good. That isn't going to compare to the power that we're going to have. You know, because, again, they're only getting a little bit of it. 
you know, they have to have the full genome. They don't have the full genome because you have to, you know, uh, have this body to have the full genome. They can't just extract genetics and then mix it with other species and then replicate it. It's not going to work that way. You know, they're still going that that God gene still going to be diluted. When, That's what they're it, trying constantly trying to do, though, right? Yeah, exactly. Trying so, to constantly become like uh, those who are on the side of the creator. Exactly. Well, you know, a lot of it has to do with AI. AI is trying to create some sort of a halfway point between their cybernetic, uh, so, um, their cybernetic neural uh, network and uh, mixing it with our genetics in order to create something in between. Um, and, and that's how, what they're trying to do is they're trying to see if they create this, like their version of a superhuman AI hybrid. And, and, and when you think about it, um, they're all, they've already done this within the private sector, um, uh, in, within the dark fleet forces, you know, the alliance that took place between Hitler and the Draco. Um, one of the technologies that the dark fleets have been using, uh, is AI, AI and cyborgs, you know, so their super soldiers, um, is a combination between, you know, our genetics and AI. So that's yeah, exactly. So that's so they're out there in our galaxy and other parts of the in other parts of the universe wreaking havoc because they're fucking super powerful. But at the same time, you know, Solar Warden and and, and the uh, secret space program that is associated with the um, with the light, the Pleiadians have actually uh, used uh, advanced technology to enhance the genetics naturally. So they they don't have to merge with the technology. So what we have is we there's already versions of us and they always take this these uh, specimens from the star seeds, by the way. So a lot of the star seeds were actually part of these, uh, you know, super soldier programs. And what they were doing is they're out there using our own people to fight this war that's going on in, in the multiverse. <laughs> oh, because wow. of our, because of how powerful our genetics are once they're you know enhanced to more more than four percent because currently we only use four percent yeah right you know and there's this thing where it's like you know when you're in when you're in school and they say oh you we only use 10 percent of our brain right is that is that true like is that thing true like i guess it is right because no, the more we're losing less than 10%. Oh, We're only using okay. like four or five percent. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, so within the secret space program, uh, in the super soldier program, they enhance people to go 15 to 20%. And even at that level of potential genetic material use, they're, they're like, you know, uh, shooting electricity through their hands, uh, levitating, um, you know, at 30%, they're, they're teleporting. They don't need technology. They just do it naturally. That's that's insane. Like, can you yeah. do any of that shit? <laughs> um, I, I, not in my current genetic structure, but uh, see, form, that's but, the thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I've had in my vi in my very vivid dreaming, I've had so many different things uh, I was able to do, and it always like every time I had one of these kind of dreams, I wake up and I'm like, did I just do that? Like, I just did that, right? I asked myself that. <laughs> Like levitating, like I had a, a dream where I was like on my bed in a lotus pose and I just hovered up and over my bed and onto the ground. And I, I was, I saw myself do it. But when I woke up, I was like, I just did that, didn't I? Yeah. yeah so, so in the, th this goes back to another question that I've always said, like, and one of my friends uh, on his podcast, he just did a, an episode about it. Is our dream state the actual reality? 
um, dreams are are actually um, you're seeing into other parallel use that exists in other in, in the multiverse in other universes. So we're 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 looking at our potential. At your multiple, uh, yeah, at, at at the potential that that um, how can I say it? There are different parts of you, different aspects of you in other realms or in other realities. That's what dreams are. Yeah. So I mean, they're still because, you. They're just different parts of you that you don't, you know, because in every reality there's a different version of you. Right. And when we become uh, perfected spiritual uh, bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when we obtain everything and, and do all our, um, do all of our selves from each dimension merge into one. Absolutely. Yes. That's what it is. Right. Yeah. yeah. See, these are the kind, this is the way that I think too, dude. And like so much shit that you say on your, on your videos, like just resonates with me. I'm like, it like connects with me on a, such a deep level where I'm like, this is the shit I've always been thinking since I was a kid, man. You know, it's amazing. Yeah, that's what we're called focal point reality, you know, the hub of all parallel earths and multiple timelines. <laughs> oh, it's, it's so wild, man. It is. Did you, like, when you were, like, what was the youngest age that you uh, started thinking differently? Like, when, when you started realizing, like, I'm different. Like, when you said earlier, like, you realize you, you're not from here. Probably all my life, even as a kid, I, I, I was an odd duck. And I was different yeah. than the rest of my peers and cousins. So if I guess from the beginning, you know, from the beginning, I knew I was different. I just couldn't understand it then. You know? And um, you, I think you've mentioned uh, a few times uh, about the 144,000. Yes, that's uh, been written in the Bible as the uh, chosen ones or the elect that are How does to defeat all evil and you know bring humanity to a new world age right heaven on earth yeah it's like is like that is like that that is like the exact number no symbolically speaking that is referring to 144 strands of dna potential with the with having the best genetics here on this planet uh in reference to all the beings out there in the multiverse uh we have the ability to assemble 144 strands of dna which is like beyond any any other species has ever done so that's the, the, the allegory behind that. But um, the 144,000 are really also 144 individuals, 144 individuals that are going to be like the core of, the, of all the, uh, the, the millions and millions of, of star seeds that are down here in human form. Hmm. And then you have cults like uh, the Mormons who say, they are the 144,000. <laughs> Actually, that's that's the Jehovah's Witness that say that. Oh, Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the Mormons uh, um, surprisingly believe in, in aliens. They believe in many worlds. They believe in that, um, you know, we're going to one day become gods and each of, one of us is going to have our own universe and planet and galaxy to oversee. <laughs> so they have pretty interesting beliefs, but uh, that's, uh, that's from what I've studied. Yeah, I had... Um... Back in the day when I was working in a warehouse, uh, I think this is around 2000, like early 2000s, mm-hmm. there was this one kid that I worked with, and he was like kind of nerdy, but he was a cool guy, right? But nobody liked him, but I, I, I liked him, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, he was trying to push his, uh, 
his, he gave me the Book of Mormon. He's like, read it, read it. So he's trying to like, kind of like indoctrinate me, right? Mm-hmm. But he was, one day, he just, uh, he said, I got to go. I'm like, well, where are you going? He's like, I got to go to Texas. I'm like, well, what are you going to Texas for? He said, I'm on a mission. I'm like, wow. Okay, so you're just up and out when they say, right? He's like, yep. I just think it's so interesting, like, how people can get indoctrinated by uh, religion. Um, My point of view is that religion has a piece of the puzzle, but they're using it in the wrong way. Is that a correct way of thinking, you think? Yes, because um, they're all uh, part of the uh, current world system that has a lot to do with disconnecting us from having that direct connection to source. So religion is an instrument of keeping us from having a, a direct connection to source. It's always been that way, hey? Uh, when it comes to organized religion, yes. Yeah. And, and all organized religion has its roots in Babylon, by the way. It its roots in, in what, sorry? In Babylon. Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. yeah. Babylon is the cradle of all evil um, when it comes to, like, where if you want to trace, like, the history of the cabal and and their current world structure, it goes back to Babylon. Babylon set the foundations for that. So, okay, so going back to the, uh, I just love the, the the vibe that we're having, the dynamic we're having. Um, going back to uh, what you said about the, the, ti- the positive timeline has already been established. Mm-hmm. What do you have to say uh, to my audience about um, fearing what's coming? To not fear, because by having fear and doubts, you're actually uh, contributing to a different timeline. You know, um, so I would say that just have faith and, and know that the battle is already being won. Because the battle always starts in the higher dimensions. So the cleansing starts from the top down. And so as a result of that, you know, eventually it trickles down into the lower dimensions. So now we're just waiting for that trickle to take place here in our world. Right. Okay, so one of these questions I had was, um, uh, how was the God or the uh, the God Source gene identified, and how can we see it now? It is the sum total of all genetics in the cosmos, especially coming from the celestials, uh, put in one genome. So it's in a uh, nutshell, but yeah, expanded a, exactly. So by combining the the biological life of all, you know, celestial races, angelics, uh, positivities, whatever you want to call them, uh, into one spot, you're actually creating uh, room for something super to unfold as a result of that. And that's why it's called the Kajin. It's, it's, you know, it's an experiment that uh, was initiated long ago when the AI God was uh, destroying many universes. It was a, a way to counteract that and put an end to that uh, cosmic virus, as they called it wild dude there's a there's a video game out there called mass effect i don't know if you ever heard of it never never okay so it's actually talking about what we are talking about right now where like this super intelligent kind of alien has been eating planets and eating worlds and it's like coming to our galaxy right now you know what i mean Mm-hmm. so that i think that really like i think these people like that develop these games know a lot of shit that we don't and it's and same same thing with movies and stuff like that you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i always told people 
you got to realize that there's a very, very thin line between uh, fiction and nonfiction or myth and reality, you know? And what do you, what do you think about that? I think that they're trying to tell us the truth through these movies. And they have been, especially like the Marvel movies, the DC movies, um, you know, uh, the matrix, um, star Wars, um, all those movies are, are telling us the truth. It's, so it's it, a form it, of disclosure. It is a form of disclosure. Everything is. Terminator, you know, um, everything that has to do with AI, the Odyssey 2001. Um, I mean, all that stuff is, is telling us the truth about things. You know, it's letting us know that that um, science fiction is, isn't, uh, it, it's not too far from reality. When you break out of the matrix, it's actually the reality that we're really in, but they don't want us to know that. <laughs> yeah. They just want to make it look like it's just entertainment. Exactly. Or you're just watching a movie, yeah. They don't want people to know about other worlds, other <laughs> dimensions, you know, parallel times, parallel universes, parallel Earths. <laughs> they think it's just it's just entertainment, but I mean, it's it's really it's it's proven through quantum physics. All you got to right. do is study quantum physics and understand that everything that they teach us in these movies is <clears throat> is real. Yeah, it absolutely is, and I've been trying to tell people that for a long time. <laughs> It's just like, dude, you think what you're what you're watching is just a movie? No, there's there's more to it, man. They're 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 letting you know. They're letting you know. They always let us know and they're mm-hmm. it, right in front of our face, but you know, we can't see because we just think it's just entertainment. Exactly, exactly. Um oh my god. Okay, so where where am I going with this one? Um the technology that they portray in say like star Wars or star Trek or what have you, is that a good thing? Um, yes. If it's technology could be used for either good or evil. So like say uh, replicators, hologram projectors, uh, med bits, um, uh, portal travel, um, quantum computers, all that stuff is, is, if it's used for good, it's good. And, and it's technology that is being implemented by many worlds that are what I call in my book, type two, stellar, interstellar civilizations. So yeah, it's very real. And it's also technology that our own secret government has been using for over 60 years. So we have technology that is a thousand years ahead of the general public. <clears throat> it's hard for me to imagine, um, a reality where all evil is vanquished. Is um, that a possibility? Well, that's that's what what ancient manuscripts call golden ages, or the age of light, of enlightenment, where everyone's enlightened. <laughs> so, so like, um, there's been many great resets, correct? Absolutely. This is actually the fifth world. We're, we're no the sixth world. We're now entering the seventh world. So there's been uh, six other. Five other world ages prior to us. We're, we're ending the sixth world age. And uh, everybody's um, everybody reaches a golden age, but then how does it always get reset? And why? It's a cycle. It's, part, it's called the precision of the equinoxes. Our, our solar system goes through this uh, revolution where it's a 26,000 year cycle. And then within that cycle, it spends 2,000 years in the light or in what's called the photon light. 
photon belt, which is uh, aligned to the center of the galaxy. And as it leaves the photon belt, it goes into the age of silver, from the age of gold. And then from the silver, it goes into the age of bronze. As it goes farther and farther away from the photon band, it goes into darkness. And then finally, it goes into you know the age of iron, which is hell on Earth, which is like away from the photon belt, this pure darkest moments. And then it recycles right back. So it's, 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 a, it's a way to um, allow souls to, you know, through choice, um, to evolve, to evolve their consciousness to the next level, to the next dimension. And those that don't make the, uh, the great eventually get recycled. Wow. Is there a hell? Um, we're living it. We actually have been in the, yeah. the, the hell on earth that lasted for 5,000 years. Now it's coming to an end. Good answer, because I told that to somebody the other day, dude. I'm like, dude, we're living in hell right now. It's your choice to get out of it or not. Yeah, this matrix is definitely a hell. It's a slavery system. <laughs> I love it. What What about an eternal hell, though? Like hellfire, brimstone, like the Catholic Church preaches? No, no, that's just um, religious indoctrination to um, keep controlling us through fear and by keeping us codependent on them, because we don't want to go to hell, of course, you know. So if they could make you believe that, make you believe that they have the answers to get out of that eternal air, hell, then you're going to continue following the herd. You're going to keep. You're going to continue to like trap yourself in hell. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the consciousness of hell. Yeah. Exactly. That's what it's, it's, and, and they know the power of our minds. They know that minds create. That you know we are as we think it. So if they get everybody fearing and believing in this doomsday reality, then that's the reality they're going to manifest. You know, but. You know, it turns out that many people are waking up and many people are becoming enlightened. And so now that the positive timeline has been secured. I love it. I love it. Because it, it just like vanquishes all my fears. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I get you. And I've been telling people that. I'm like, dude, everything that they're doing is trying to keep you in fear, man. And like, there's this one kid that I work with. And God bless him, man. He's a, he's a great kid. You know, he calls me King David all the time. Every day, every time he sees me, he's like, King David, right? <laughs> and then we had a little bit of an argument about uh, the vaccines because he's pro-vax and I'm anti, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, dude, like, dude, they're just, and he's, I'm giving him these facts, I'm dropping facts, and he's just like, like, I could see his eyes rolling, like, I can't compute this, you know? <laughs> yeah, you definitely planted <clears throat> the seeds in him. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm telling people all the time. I'm like, we have to plant seeds, and it's it's not up to us to water it to the people mm -hmm. we just have to shoot it out there plant it and it's up to the other people to uh water it or not like like they said like the old adage is um you can lead a horse to water but you can't make him drink right yep the same true. thing exactly Whew. do you have any questions for me um <laughs> let's see uh, no, not at this time. I can't think of anything to ask you. Because we're vibing so good. Yes, yes. It seems like you're very <laughs> aware, aware and awake. So keep it up. I am, I'm just, yeah, I'm just trying to constantly unlock the next level, you know? Great. That's, that's and, what we should be doing. And tell people to do the same thing. Exactly. Exactly. I think we could uh, wrap it up here. Uh, I mean, it's been like one of my shorter shows, but uh, definitely jam-packed with a lot of uh, info. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate unless, that. Unless you have anything else to add, man. Like, my show is your platform too, right? So, 
Sure. I just wanted to say that um, our each negative uh, blood type people are actually the descendants of the gods, the, the gods of mythology. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were the guardians of the old world. And they left a progeny behind through their sons, the demigods. The demigods had children. And those children later multiplied. And now it's 13% of the population. And to me, those are the star seeds. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I have a lot of uh, <clears throat> a lot of my followers ask me about RH negative, and I said I don't know. So there's your answer, guys. <laughs> exactly, and that's the reason the scientists, you know, scratch their heads because they can't trace any um, like evidence of where it came from. They know it's just they they know it's off world, but they don't know how it got here. That's all they know. <laughs> yeah. So when you think about it, well, who were the gods of mythology? Ah, they were the ancient Niberians Ni from planet Nibiru, the watcher of the old world. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so we're not wrapping it up yet. So what's Nibiru? Nibiru is the ancient Battlestar planet of the Galactic Federation. It is the... Uh, the Battlestar it, planet? Yeah, it is a, it, in its original creation, it was created as a Battlestar planet by the Lyran Syrian High Council. In kind of like a Death Star? And then, no, it wasn't a Death Star. It was actually, um, it was it was the opposite of that. It was destroying Death Stars, and it was out there patrolling the galaxy, oh. fighting the war against the Draconian Empire, the Galactic Draconian Empire. So originally, Nibiru was good, but later, you know, during the times of Atlantis, it, it, it was infiltrated, and then a, a portion of Nibiru, a faction of Nibiru, fell to the Draconian agenda. And then they took over the affairs of our planet, because Nibiru was left in charge of our world um, in, in the ancient times. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and that's why that's why uh, many scholars are making the correlation between uh, Enlil and Zeus and Enki and Poseidon. <laughs> oh, wow. What was Atlantis? Atlantis was the most beautiful, spiritual, technological balance of a society that existed that was at its heightened it was considered a paradise here on the earth. You know, we had sh ships coming to and from. Uh, we had great temples and academies of higher educational, spiritual knowledge. Uh, we had uh, many races from all over the galaxy uh, coming to and from. Um, we had technology that was crystal-based. Uh, we had the levitation systems. We had transportation systems that were, you know, uh, using magnetics to, to travel, you know, to traverse the different continents. Um, it, it was a glorious civilization before its decline. You know, eventually it was infiltrated and then they, they uh, leaned towards technological development, again, through artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence was the reason why it also fell. And then that's when the gods, you know, at that point, the gods were fighting the war against the infiltrators, but then the gods had to, you know, go and um, take care of other matters in the galaxy. So the Niberians were not only in charge of the earth, they were actually in charge of the entire galaxy. Wow, and then so that's that's why that's why this planet was temporarily given to those that infiltrated infiltrated the uh, the Niberians, and then you know they took over the affairs of the Earth. But now, the children of the uh, you know the uh, benevolent Niberians, right? Those are the Rh negative blood type, uh, X Men, you know, mutants, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> They're about to hatch. <laughs> yeah, well, they um, they uh, portray uh, quote unquote mutant as a negative thing in the movies right like they call them mutants as like a derogatory term 
Exactly, but even the whole concept of X Men, Marvel's X Men, is 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 uh, based on this deeper understanding that the gods left their progeny behind, and that now has multiplied to about twelve, thirteen percent of the world population. Wow! I'm just like like my brain is just like like on rapid fire right now. Um, <laughs> I love it. Um, so, oh my god! Okay, so. When people say that, you know, okay, there's so many questions that I'm trying to like get a grasp on here. Is God's true name Yahweh? It's one of many names, but yeah, um, there's uh, according to the Kabbalah, there's 72 different names, including Brahma, according to the East, the people from India. No, so Brahma, all, Vishnu. Yeah, Brahma is uh, Hindu, right? Yeah, Brahma is is Yahweh. It's basically talking about the all, the God, you know, the, the God that embodies the, the main, conscious, the, the source. Yeah, which is which is really the galactic. I'm sorry, the universal logos. It is the mind of the universe. Okay, right. Yeah. So all the religions, all the world religions, have it right, but the establishment pulls them into a matrix. Exactly. Exactly. Unbelievable. You're just confirming like everything that I think about. Good. I've thought about over the years. It's crazy. And that's, and that's what people say when they read my book. They say, well, you not only do you fill in all the gaps from all my questions that I've had in my own research, but you also confirm a lot of stuff that I intuitively kind of felt, but I couldn't express. Yes. And that's what exactly that's what people are saying when they read my book. So um yeah. You can I mean, you can be a cult leader. Say that again. <laughs> I said you could be a cult leader. No, no, not at all. I mean, I, no. I know you wouldn't. I know you wouldn't do that because you're <laughs> you're a light being, so you wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, my 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 role is to empower others, to let them know that they all have access to their higher selves, not to do it for them. You know what I mean? I just want to get right, the right. tools and the knowledge that will trigger them into their own multi-dimensional consciousness. You're not you're you're not going to be like here. Follow follow me and. Uh, uh, join my cult and let me fuck your wife and, while you do all my bidding. <laughs> no, not at all. I am not. I am not uh, L. Ron Hubbard, whatever his name. Is. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> like that shit's tragic, man. Like I could, I could definitely see how people could get pulled into a cult. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. It's that uh, get pulled toward that shit. Yeah, people just need to realize that they they are the you know God in embodiment. They are source in embodiment. Once people realize that, there will be no need to lean towards any organization. They they will be their own authority. They will be their own, you know, leader. Their own guidance. And once they connect to their higher self, through all the fruits of the of, of the spirit, like in the Bible says, right? Like um, all the fruits of the spirit are within you. If you if you follow the Creator, it's it's easy. You know, correct. Yeah, there's a lot of truths in that Bible and in many religious things. Yeah, like, uh, like obviously, like the Western world is that's what they look to uh, for as a source to you know basic instructions before leaving Earth, right? Correct. So yeah. The, all the fruits of the spirit are is, is like you know like love, kindness, humility, all that stuff, right? And I think that should just come naturally if you uh, decide to follow that way. 
Right. Exactly. It should be a natural thing. But so many, so many people have no patience. Nothing. And it's like, what are your thoughts on? <clears throat> I asked you earlier before we started recording. What are your thoughts about NPCs, non-playable characters in the game that we're playing? They're they're real. They're programs from the Matrix. They're soulless people, and then about twenty percent of the population are soulless. They're just characters, uh, NPCs. How were they soulless? I don't understand. They, like, they doesn't everybody have a soul? No, they were Every genetically cloned. Clones oh, don't have souls. And a lot of them are celebrities and, you know, people in power that are famous and stuff. Yeah. But, like, even even in my my daily life, dude. Like, for like instance, the, you know, I mean, the, the president of the United States right now is, is, is a soulless clone. He's not the real life. Well, that's <laughs> obviously because there's so many, like, um, mishmash videos of, like, Joe Biden and who he looks like, what he looks like now and, like, what he looked like before. Mm-hmm. It's obviously not the same guy. Like he looks completely di- like vastly different. Yeah, exactly. And there's the, that's about twenty percent of the population. <sighs> yeah. Like I just, I just, it's so mind blowing to me. Even my own family, <laughs> like my own family, are, are could be NPCs. You know. You never know. Because sometimes because, they could be our neighbors, they could be our teachers, our you know fellow uh, you know workers from work, uh, our, our relatives, <laughs> and then yeah, these are and, these are these are the people that normally uh, always try to give you a hard time too. No matter what, you're always going to be challenged by them. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Because they're already being influenced by the Borg. <laughs> yeah, the high mind. The high mind, yeah. Yeah, they're if they're not um, like they're always like arguing against you. Like anything you have to say, it doesn't matter. <clears throat> they're they're gonna try to like uh, destroy your way of thinking. It's like you can't let that happen. Exactly. Yep. Because you can't like you can kill my body, but you can't take my soul. You know that's how I always think. Exactly, I agree. Dude, it's so crazy, dude. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm so curious as to what my audience is going to think of this one because uh, in my mind, this was a big one for me because, um, yeah, I just, like, I always watched your shit and it's always resonated with me and I'm, like, so thankful you reached out to me and super thankful you got on and I hope we can keep communicating and, uh, yeah, dude. I thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate you. And uh, you want to plug anything? I'll, I'll put all the links in the show notes, but I'll plug. Uh, you can plug whatever you want here. Uh, yeah, my Instagram is Project Restoration Zion One, the number one, and it's all one word. And then Zion spelled with a Z as in zebra. So it's Project Restoration Zion One Word, and then the letter, the number one. And then um, my book is available on Amazon. It's called Our Cosmic Origin. I, what I could do, Dave, is I could just send you the link for my book. And then you know, I could always put it on your uh, video or attach yeah, to the podcast. Definitely, yeah. So that way people could have a multidimensional awakening <laughs> and understand you know, what's really going on in the cosmos. <laughs> for sure, dude. Cool, man. Thank you so much. And 
Yeah, Dave. We'll keep in touch. And uh, thank you so much, man. You're welcome, David. Thank you for having me here, brother. Thanks. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Red Pill Cartel once again, beloved cartel. Davy and I would like to give a special thank you to Mr. Ishmael Perez for coming onto the show and dropping the knowledge that he has within and without, you know. Are we all supposed to be a god? Are we all a god within a god? That is up for you to decide. What do I know, though? I'm just a talking goat, you know? So, whatever. <laughs> but anyway... Nigel, get out with it. You're doing a good job, though. I love you. I love you too, Davey. Anyway, thank you very much, Mr. Ishmael Perez, for leading the way, leading the charge for the world to wake up. Wake up, cartel. As always, drop a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Music for the podcast for the Red Pill Cartel. And also, if you like coffee, you know the drill. You know the drill by now. You go to owlcreekcoffee.com, you buy your coffee, you check out, put the promo code in, C-A-R-T-E-L-1-5, for 15% off of your amazing coffee at owlcreekcoffee.com and uh Davey am I missing anything? Uh, I don't think so uh I think we're good okay then you know what to do cartel get some coffee in your belly and get fucked up on that shit okay so anyway check out uh Ishmael Perez's books uh, his videos on the uh, Instagram and uh, see how that resonates with your soul. You know, we are all supposed to ascend the Matrix. You know, the Matrix. Yes, the Matrix. And speaking of the Matrix, uh, <clears throat> Nigel, uh, tell them about the uh, Patreon and whatnot. Yes, uh, Davy and I have a Patreon. So if you want to donate to the Patreon, uh, feel please feel free to do that and uh, get this show under the road. You know what I'm saying? Ha ha ha. So with. Out any further shit. I love you, Cartel. Davy loves you. Do you not, Davy? Yes, I love you guys. I love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in. And I really hope that uh, expands your uh, your consciousness and levels you up. Yes, it's all about leveling up, you know. So thank you very much, Cartel, for tuning in. And we love you. And goodbye.